everybody. This is my first, my second podcast, and today I've got a special guest, MCAC. Say hi. Hey, how you doing? You good? I'm good, thank you. Um, cool, so cool, I'm going to cool. jump straight in. Um, yeah. I chose to speak to you because you do so many things as an artist. You're not just an artist. So yeah. what is it exactly that you do? Um, well, I MC. Um, I do other genres as well, like hip hop. And I have done some grime in the past, but the main um, thing that I get booked for is drum and bass. So I mainly um, am performing at raves, doing that, and um, make tunes in that genre. Um, But since the lockdown happened, obviously all the raves aren't going on. So um, I've been also working with uh, young offenders and people with mental health challenges. So do you so do like do you do things like uh, workshops or? I have done work? workshops. Yeah, the first workshops I did was like BBC Blast, where they okay, um, go cool. to like areas with this bus, and it's like a transformer, like Optimus Prime, and it. it's like a, a, a big like um, truck, and then it opens up, and so you've got classrooms. It becomes like classrooms. It can make a catwalk. Okay, um, mad, well, that yeah, sounds good. Become a stage. So that's the first thing I did with them. That was back in like two thousand and six, I think. Okay. And then, um, then after that, I've just been doing various things. And then that led me to um, apply for a job as a um, like uni lecturer when the, the first okay, cool. rap and MC degree came out in the country. So okay. I applied for that at um, Academy of Contemporary Music. So okay, that's cool. what I'm doing as well at the moment. So that was a godsend during the lockdown. And okay. also I've um, taught in uh, primary schools. I had another job over lockdown before I got okay. that one. And uh, is it all was, music um, that you do? Yeah, that was teaching music and animation. Yeah. Um, like on iPads to primary school okay. kids. So, that so was you do animation fun. as well? I haven't thing. done animation for, <laughs> for a long time, seriously. Um, I did, I've, I worked on some uh, cartoons that were on, a cartoon network. I was doing storyboarding for one called Scatoonie. Okay. And then I, um, for, for two series of that, that was back in 2007 and eight. And then okay. I um, also had done uh, animation and stuff for a um, cartoon that was called The Blue Dragon. That okay. was like a, a kid's educational cartoon that was on Channel 4. And then I did a tango advert. Um, so you've done a lot then. <laughs> Not that much in animation because music was always uh, coming up. At the up forefront, yeah. Giving me opportunities, so I, yeah. I, I went to that. Like, the animation stuff kind of went on a... Um, it dried up because of the credit crunch in 2008. Okay. Um, so we were about to do the next series of that Scatuni one, but then because of the credit crunch, a lot of people, um, they weren't commissioning new things. And then okay. I heard that it was between Scatuni and another program and they chose the other program, but then I heard that other program flopped. So okay. they should have gone with our program in it, but these things happen, yeah. man. So Yeah, they happen. So yeah. like tell us a little bit about yourself. Like how did you start in your journey? Music? In music. Yeah, mainly church. in music. How did you start your journey? Yeah, it'd be church, man, church. Okay. So singing in singing in church, um, all of that kind of stuff when I was young. Yeah. And um, 
Okay, so was... you sing as well, wow. <laughs> not really, that. not really, not anymore, really. I've been okay. messing about on a few tunes recently, but I, I went off singing um, okay. after, because like I was doing it professionally from the age of nine till 13, and it was very re- regimented and very like drill sergeant kind of thing. And oh, right, okay. had, like, adults, adults going crazy at you if you made a mistake and, and okay. a lot of shaming In tactics. And, <laughs> yeah, this was, well, it was a professional choir, but we used to do tours and stuff like that. So okay, we were going to other countries, yeah. CDs, like I'm on a couple of recording, like classical music CDs and that. And okay. um, it was just very, like the army, it was really, um, it was, it, it put me Quite off. Quite regimented. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, then yeah. after I'd done that, I didn't want to sing anymore. So okay. um, then I put all my mind into just doing art. So I was just doing, drawing cartoons and that was my main focus. Okay, so you're an artist and, as well. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah, like cartoons and stuff like that. Yeah, and then, animation. Then, yeah, so then then what happened was, um, like, it was near the end of school. I never thought about doing it. I was, like, 17 or something, and my friend, he was mm-hmm. a DJ. My friend Robin, he was a, is a DJ. Okay. And um, he just got some decks, and he was buying, like, um, jungle and drum and bass records and, like, doing, you know, doing sets and stuff like that. And then um, we were listening to original Nutter, by okay, Shy yeah. and UK Apache in the car. <laughs> yeah, and I was singing along to it and I could rap the fast bit. And oh, okay, so and like, you thought, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said, well, why don't you, I'm DJing now, so he goes, why don't yeah. you MC? Oh, and okay. I never thought about it, but then I thought, okay, yeah, might as well have a go. Try and then, it, yeah. Yeah, and then, then I did, and then um, people were saying, oh, you know, you're good at it or whatever, so I just carried on. And then first we were just freestyling in like clubs and that. I okay. wasn't really writing anything. Yeah. And because when I was in school, I could never write rhyming poetry. I just couldn't do yeah. it. But then it's for not some easy reason, for yeah, some reason when I was writing for lyrics and stuff, yeah. the rhymes were just coming easy. Okay. So then I just got into writing and stuff as well and then started making tunes and, um, and then um, started getting bookings as well. Like the, f- the first residency I had emceeing was probably, I think it was Dogstar in Brixton. Okay. About 2001 or something like that. Yeah. And um, that was every Thursday. And then they used, it was a night called, what they, I can't remember what they called now, but they <laughs> had a, they had a monthly night and a weekly okay. night. And the monthly night was at Mass Club. So we used to do that as well. Okay. Then, yeah. Uh, That's in Brixton as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, were called yeah. Deck, Deck Effects. Okay. And then I had another, then it moved to Bug Bar, which was under the Mass. So they had okay. the Thursday night there and the, the, the monthly at, in the in the main club, okay. and then I was had another residency at the Fridge Bar. When you know the what's it what's that club called Electric it used to be called the Fridge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I remember the club the Fridge next door. Bar. Yeah, yeah, that was I used to do that on <laughs> Wednesday night, and then um, just from building from that really, and then I I must have done a few sets on Rude Awakening, um, and and just you know doing that just stuff. Built but then, up your... Yeah, but then hip hop, yeah. um, then like. Because I, I saw drum and bass and it was very, very closed off, very clicky. Okay. And for me, it was like they weren't really... They didn't want very, to let you in. <laughs> it, they didn't seem to want to let new talent in, you know, like okay, promoters yeah, were telling yeah. me, oh, yeah, this MC, he mm-hmm. said, don't put your name on the flyer. Oh, and okay, so there was a wow. lot of sabotage going on. And yeah. I just thought, rah, what's going on here? This is like a load of horrible people, isn't it? But then... Um, <laughs> You know, then like hip hop was giving me more opportunities. Okay, so you've done a few tracks in the hip hop 
game as well. Yeah, I was on, I, I got signed to one label. Um, okay. Because I, I was making tracks as well. Me and my friend, um, Terra, we, we, we were a group and um, we did like a, a, a mix a CD. Um, because at the time, my cousin Jay, um, he, he was a DJ who'd gone to America. <laughs> And okay. when he was living in America, he saw how they all used to sell their CDs on the street out there. So okay. then when he came back to England, he hooked up with these guys called Hot to Death. And um, they were doing these R&B and hip hop um, compilation CDs. Oh, that sounds cool. And they used to sell them. He used to sell his on Oxford Street. Yeah. And um, when I finished uh, college, I didn't have a job or whatever. So he said, why don't you come work for me? And... Mm-hmm. Um, sell sell cds on the street and stuff okay so So, how well did that do like selling cds i used to do well man yeah because the thing was like i went to do it in croydon because he was doing it in in oxford street so so i didn't want to you know you don't want to be in the same place because then you you don't you you each make half as much money isn't it so i went to croydon i was doing it outside the whitgift center and all that and i was Mm -hmm. i was doing it there and yeah, you make good money um, doing that because we're selling each CD for ten pounds. It was like double CD, mix CD, okay. selling for ten pounds. And um, yeah, so it was good though. And then like my friend, I saw another uh, lot of UK rapper called Execution Squad. Okay. And they were from Hackney, I think. And then they were selling their own CD on the street. Okay. And they did some crazy numbers. They did like fifteen thousand, and they ended up getting a business award. Wow. <laughs> um, and I, I met them in Oxford Street and actually bought the CD off them when they were selling it. Okay. And so me and Terra thought, well, you know, they've managed to do it with their own CD. Mm-hmm. So let's do it with ours. When we finished our mix CD, let's do that. So um, we, we we did a trial run. We had, we put out a couple of singles before that, like mm-hmm. on vinyl. Yeah. And then um, we thought, yeah, let's do a whole mix CD and, and get on this. So then, and also I was selling, before I sold... R1, I was selling for a couple of UK guys as well, just to see if it would work. So I was selling for Mike GLC. Um, okay. I had his CD as well. And, uh, and, and you know, he, he did a lot. He was selling a, a lot of units on the street. And then I then when R1 came out, just went and sold R1. And, um, yeah, it did well. Like the first one we did, Human Trash, that sold like, I think it, we did 22,000 maybe. Wow. And then, the, <laughs> then we at the same time we were just recording our our new. So album. was that all? Was that all underground then, or was it? Yeah, I mean we 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 from doing from selling it on the street. Then we funded our videos. We put on Channel U. Okay. At the time, and we got um, I think yeah. With the next album, we had a video on MTV Base, and okay. at the same time, I got signed to another label um, to do a a, a group album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ain't going to say their names and I'm not going to say their okay. names because <laughs> that ended in a bit of a mad Okay, it's so, a negative um, one. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't, I don't want to promote them, but yeah, I yeah. managed to get out of that deal. Okay. Uh, and that, was, that really helped me see how the music industry works and how people mm-hmm. operate and how to be on guard. Because um, if I had, uh, like, because from that year, we, we were getting good radio play, we we're doing shows all over the Country what kind of, what, what stations were you? What stations were you on? Um, what was it like Kiss FM? Oh, okay. Um, so the main one next main radio, uh, radio one, um, BBC. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that, you know, all them ones. So we, we, it was going good, but then the problem okay. was, I think the the deal they offered us, it was like it was all shady and, and whatnot, and, and the producer okay. got greedy 
wanted the yeah. biggest share of everything. And then we go, um, like what happened was, yeah, like when I come into it, that producer was like, oh, he'll be the agent for us. So he'll take mm-hmm. 20% of bookings. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, cool. If you're getting the bookings, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Then what happened was the label then stepped in and said, okay, we're going to, we've got some bookings for you now. Okay. Yeah? So then they were taking 20%, but then the producer was saying, yeah, I'm, I'm going to carry on taking 20%. For on no top reason. of his share. Yeah, so I was like, okay. nah, nah, what that's the fuck no is that? Yeah. I was like, nah, because you're not getting us the gig. The, the label's getting the gig now. They're being the agency. So you can mm-hmm. have your, so it's them taking 20% and then we all take 25% each because okay. there's a group of us. But he wanted to take another 20% on top. So we were getting paid like five bills to go and do a show. And I'm thinking, uh, okay, so 25% after they take their 20%, I'm going to come home with a hundred pounds or whatever or something. Mm-hmm. So that's all right for me. We're just starting for, you know, just for doing a gig or whatever, splitting that four ways. But I was coming home with 80 quid if we were getting a okay. 500 pound booking. So wow. I was like, this is that's, rubbish, man. This is pissing. So it started to annoy me, yeah. So yeah. then um, we had to have it out and then they agreed. They said, yeah, okay, cool. So I was getting my 25%. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, this is cool now, isn't it? And yeah. um, we did a, we got a lawyer to do our contracts for us. They gave us okay. a, it was a terrible contract. Yeah, It was like a one page contract and they brought mm-hmm. us all in separately, right? They must've thought did we you, were really did you, stupid Did people. you understand the um, contract? yourself even though i didn't understand it because i've been listening yeah. to like hip-hop music by people like ice cube ice mm-hmm. tea all them and they all talk about how shady the music mm-hmm. business is it kind of prepared me to assume they were going to try and screw me over so when they gave me the contract it was like yeah. one page yeah mm-hmm. and i just thought what is this load of rubbish <laughs> and then it, it's like they said oh so you're going to sign it there and then Okay. It's all in separately to, to so do it. So was it, was, do you think it was just a top sheet or something or the bottom sheet? They no, gave? no, it was, just, it was just an absolute like con, isn't it? So I was just like, yeah. no, I'm not signing. I'm taking it to my lawyer. And their face mm-hmm. just dropped, didn't it? Okay. So, and so then, because they wanted me to give up like a percentage of my money to this producer because apparently he brought me in the in the game or whatever. Okay. Um, so what's that forever? Or I know some people getting forever. some forever contracts. Yeah. I've seen that and they kind of get a bit stuck. And this is back in 2006. And it yeah. means that when you're from 2006 till now, till forever, they'll I'll be, be getting him paid. Money. Yeah. Off anything, any merch, any, okay. anything I do, so I had advise, to give him money. So I didn't sign that. So I was like, hell no. So I, I, we, 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 like none of us were stupid enough to do that. Mm-hmm. The producer and the label were in leagues with each other trying to, mm-hmm. trying to get us like this. So I was very disappointed in him because he tried mm-hmm. to, he was showing us to begin with that he was a safe guy. But then, obviously, all of this stuff happened. So, me and the other two guys, we went and got this lawyer. And the good thing was that lawyer had actually acted for Virgin okay. Records okay. before against them. All right, okay. Case. So, he knew them. Yeah, <laughs> he and he'd beaten well. them. So, we had him as our he lawyer. He knew their tactics. Yeah, so we showed him the contract. He just laughed when he saw yeah. it and was like, yeah, I'll sort this out for you. Okay, and, um, that's good. I had to put, we had to pay, I think I had to pay him like five bills okay. to do it. So would and you, it came so out of my advance, but at least I got all of my royalties, yeah, all my publishing and whatnot. I didn't lose any of that. And so then I'm thinking, okay, this is cool now. But then what happened was, so I'm thinking, okay, our percentage of the gigs is cool. I'm getting mm-hmm. all of my royalties off radio play. They're not getting any of it. Um, they're only getting money out of the producer because he's signed to them I'm just a featured artist now on, on the album yeah. yeah so there was no pressure to do any more work with them mm-hmm. so then then like um 
we went and did another show in Ilford, yeah? Yeah. And um, we're getting 500 quid for it. So okay. um, the um, producer's gone to get the money off the promoter. Mm-hmm. Now, the other guy who was with me, I said to him, because he, he, he'd met that promoter before, so he was on good terms with him. So mm-hmm. after the producer's got the dough in the envelope, he must have walked off to go to the toilet. So I said, ask the, ask the promoter how much he paid. Mm-hmm. And the, the promoter told him he paid 650 quid, not okay. 500 pounds. Yeah? yeah. So then basically what they're doing was they're telling us we're getting five bills. They're taking their 20%. Okay. And then they've actually charged they're 650. they're scraping a bit off the top. But then they're scraping, <laughs> they're getting more money for themselves. The money they lost by giving us 25%, they faked it and put 150 on top. And then so that went completely mad, didn't it? Me mm-hmm. and the other people like, we were like, no. Nah, so would that. you... Would so you then what happened, what? Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. So, so then what happened, yeah, was yeah. They, they made up this agent. They said, oh, yeah, we went through another agent for this gig and he ch- mm-hmm. charges 150 standard mm-hmm. his commission. I was like, I've never heard of this guy before. Yeah? yeah, Why are you using this agent when people are booking us through you anyway? So why are you using another agent? I was like, no, nah, this is dead. So then like, they were like, oh, <laughs> can you, do you want to do another album? And I was like, not particularly, unless you get the business sorted properly. And they were like, oh, because, no, what we'll do, we'll record the album first and then we'll do the contract afterwards like we did with this one. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it then because that's like, they want to get you into this vortex of like, you do the album, you really want it to come out because you're proud of what you've done or, you know, whatever, you see the potential in it. And And then you go again with them and... Yeah, and it's it's just (laughs) the same headache. So, So yeah, that was really annoying. would Would you advise people then to like, I mean, to get to know, like, things like um, how to read a contract. Because I know, like, with I've done music business at college. Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. with some of the contract, there's jargon and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Would you yeah, advise definitely. people, if they can't afford a lawyer, you know, 500 pounds is quite a lot. Well, well the, the <laughs> thing, thing with is, yeah, like, you, obviously you've got now, lawyers. Who, yeah, you got, and you, you have lawyers that are cheaper. But he yeah. said to us, he can do it. He can deal with the whole thing in two hours. And he charged okay. 250 pounds an hour. Okay. He's charged, he's wow. 200. Now he probably charges yeah. more. Yeah. yeah, but <laughs> so obviously I was scared first. I was like mm-hmm. 250 pound an hour. Oh my god! But he goes, nah, it's cool. <laughs> I'll get it done in two hours worth of work." Okay. Yeah? So I was like, "Okay, wicked." And yep. and like my advance was only like a grand, so I lost okay. 500 quid to him. But he must have saved me about 15. Okay. Grand overall or yeah. something. Well, I don't know how well, he much he saved, saved your me. life. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. True. Signing you know? a lifetime so, contract. <laughs> yeah and well I, it wouldn't it, it would have been like it was a five album deal they're offering mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. but it had those stipulations as in I have to give 20% of all of my income mm-hmm. from music and merch to yeah. this producer mm-hmm. for the rest of my career okay. and, and all of that kind <laughs> of rubbish and yeah there's people that have signed those contracts and they're out there I know. so you know, they, I always what are they called? Do you, know, do you know what they're called? Is it like 360 or something? Well, like 360 that? deal is like, yeah, like yeah. that's what's going on. But but I don't know what you would call that whole mm-hmm. lifetime thing. I don't know what that would be. But do you think, they, yeah. Do you think these days people are better off like uh, maybe trying to manage their own business or or getting a team to manage their business and maybe getting a manager instead rather than well the, the thing is like to a label. Even a lot of these managers are dodgy as well. So it's like. You know, I, I've known artists whose manager mm-hmm. has been getting them hooked on drugs, okay, getting wow. them drugs, <laughs> then filming them when they're taking the drugs, all and right, selling okay, the story, selling the story oh, to the okay. newspaper, yeah, and then they're on the front page of the Sun snorting 
MCAT or something like that, <laughs> or, or, or cocaine or whatever. And it's their own managers got it. And then, you know, and then they found out later and fired him. But, you know, this, this, this okay. stuff is just mad. Isn't so it? basically, so, it is good if you, if you can to mm. try and work independently and maybe create your own team of people you trust. I mean, at the moment, a lot of these labels, they, yeah. they don't do artist development anymore. Okay. Not much of that's really going on, except with a select few are they lucky looking for people, unlucky whatever you want to look at it like they're getting it like most labels are just looking for whoever's blown up already yeah and then they'll so sign whoever's them. got the most instagram followers yeah or like if like they're that. popping yeah. already off their own thing then they'll, okay. they'll basically become the label will just basically become the marketing machine yeah uh and the promotion machine rather than the artist development and the okay. creation of the so album got, and all that so you basically have to be popping already yeah definitely in hip-hop and stuff like yeah I heard like there's certain artists who have this story like oh they discovered him on the street busking or whatever. But then <laughs> I don't I've think heard that, happens that anymore. <laughs> no, but then I've heard that that was yeah. a lot of rubbish anyway. And he, yeah. he had a whole team. There's a whole team being in artist development for two years before they brought anything out. Yeah, and, you know. I and, think that's the way it works. Yeah, and he, even like, so I, I would say to people like because a lot of people have this dream of getting signed to a major or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like. I went independent after that whole situation happened. I was like, I was really like against mm-hmm. any, like anything to do with the, the yeah. industry side of things. And okay, I just went yeah. independent and we did another, me and Terry did another album, sold mm-hmm. that on the street. This time we sold more of that one and we got our tune on MTV bass. We managed to get a tune on A-list playlist okay. on the radio. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it was like, okay, cool. You know, we can do this. Like, you don't necessarily need to be signed to a label mm-hmm. if you're if you're getting a big enough like fan base, but at the same time, the label because they got all the links with all of these industry. So what about things like what about things like um, publishers, like a publishing deal? Is that I never I never any went better? for any. Okay, I know people who've gone and done publishing deals and they're getting um, they've done a right out of it. So. Okay. It all depends on you. I'm not an expert on publishing deals, so I couldn't okay. really tell you about that. But <laughs> okay. I just I just Fair got enough. disillusioned with the whole thing and just went and done my own thing. Yeah. And um, you know, like I never really wanted to be famous anyway. That was never anything yeah. in my brain. So it's just okay. I like doing music and opportunities mm-hmm. just came, so I just took them. Okay. And um, you know, so then okay, so. I'm I'm I was just perfectly happy. Like that's why I like drum and bass. Mm-hmm. That's why I went back to drum and bass in like 2010 because I saw the scene opening up a bit and they were having okay. like competitions at raise for like new artists to get residencies and stuff. So I entered every competition I could mm-hmm. and, and did it because I always enjoyed drum and bass, but I just thought it was too locked off. Um, yeah. And then so when when that kind of like happened, then I thought, okay, some they're letting some new blood in there. So let's let's have a go, isn't it? And then mm-hmm. I didn't, I was still like, selling CDs on the streets and doing the hip hop thing up until mm-hmm. 2013. And then I thought, no, nah, I'm going to take this drum and bass thing more, more seriously, isn't it? And yeah. then, so then I just did, you know, went all in on it. So and, do you think um, it's, so do you think it's worth just signing up for everything? Because how do you mean? Like, you know, um, you said you signed up for, um, you know, to get on the drum, back on the drum and bass and you managed yeah. to get on. Yeah, that was just, just from doing it, competitions. Is it good to just sign up for every competition or how does that... Yeah, to begin with, yeah. Like, obviously, okay. look at look at who's... What the prize is mm-hmm. and look at who's offering it. Okay. If it's a big event, a big promoter... It's going to be a lot of exposure, yeah. 
So it can it can be very good. But then mm-hmm. there's certain promoters that will offer these things and it won't really pan out for you. Okay. Um, because they just forget yeah, what, yeah. what they promised before. Well, it, I don't know what's going on. But, <laughs> is but, it more yeah. about like doing a competition to a big crowd and getting exposure? Is it more about yeah, that? But, but the, even that, like, because I'd done the CD thing on the street, mm-hmm. So that yeah. was still my mentality when I came into drum and bass. So I was like, okay. I'm going to bring, I'll just burn a load of CDs. Yeah. i have do a cover, like a nice cover, get that done through mm-hmm. where I used to get my hip hop CD covers done. And okay. then pack like a hundred of them mm-hmm. and take them to every rave I'm doing. So if I've All won right, okay. the chance to get a residency, but I'm not going to be on the main stage, I'll be in room three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's not really going to help me get my name out to a lot of people. I have my name little on the flyer in room three. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so, so you're not really it... making an impact. So my thing was like, give CDs out to the ravers. So I used okay. to see ravers who had bags. Anyone who's got a little man bag on or a woman with a handbag, I give them a CD. Okay. So then they go home to play it in their car, idea. you know, all that kind of, any promoter I met, I give them a CD. That helped me get more and more bookings and more people listening to it, then inviting me to come and do their radio shows with them if they were okay. DJing. All that kind of thing. So it was so just do, like... So these days, like, a lot of people aren't using CDs. Even, like, my mm. car stereo doesn't have a CD player in it. Mm-hmm. And it's like a modern car. Mm-hmm. So do you suggest, like, handouts or something? What would you do Maybe now? hand out USBs. You okay. can hand out USB sticks or something like that. Oh. Like, people are doing that. Some people I, have I done that. In, that. That's a good Yeah, thing. you know, like, it's... Um, Find out how much a USB manufacturer mm-hmm. costs to make you a nice looking professional USB with your logo on there. And on the other oh, side, okay. you can have your um, uh, contact details and, and hand out USB sticks. Because like modern car radios, do they have a USB slot, some of them? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. There you go then. Like, like, yeah. like the ones I was, people still I, still, I still do CDs and people still got car radios that have like, if you've got a bit of an older car, they, mm-hmm. got, they still got CD players. Some people don't like, um, MP3, so they prefer CDs, isn't it? So they yeah. want to hear on CDs. So you know, it's still it's a mixed bag, isn't it? Mm. But I mean, even I've got if loads like of CDs, but like yeah. my car now, I didn't know that it wouldn't have a CD. Mm. <laughs> but there I you go. You. So I like, mean, even even some people, still, yeah. Like if you go, like let's say, like I put all my social media contact details on the artwork for the CD. Yeah. So even if they haven't got a CD. Mm-hmm. They can go to the SoundCloud on the CD, add me on there and listen mm-hmm. to the mix that's on the CD okay. on SoundCloud. Yeah. So they could do that. So just it's, the artwork, it may be more important than the CD because the artwork's like a flyer advert for you. And yeah. then, you know, I, I used to write a little biography on the back of it with okay. all the DJs I've emceed for and any like idea. whatever, like put everything on the back so people can read that. And then you've got all my social media links on there. So... okay. You can try it, you know, you can do it like that. Um, what else? What other way? But I think, yeah, the USB thing now, that's what I would that say. That sounds yeah. like a great idea. I think yeah. you're probably going to get loads of people doing that after they hear this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's a good, if they can do it and it works for them, good. Like, yeah. Because otherwise what you're doing is you're just helping the, the promoter fill up the rave with yourself and your plus one. So the bar's mm-hmm. going to make more money out of you and the, your plus one or whatever. Okay. Uh, they're hoping your friends will come and see you or whatever in mm-hmm. room three. And so they're going to pay to come in or room two or whatever it is. Um, and if you're not handing out anything where people are going to go home with that to then remember you by, mm-hmm. you're not really getting anything out of it apart from your name really small on the flyer. Mm-hmm. And or maybe you could get your friends to network. 
you could get your friend to film it for you or something. That's true. Yeah, you can do that and then put that Maybe. on your social media. Yeah. But it's not going to make any difference if your social media is really small, if your presence yeah, is really yeah. small. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. So that's why I'm like, you've got to give something to these people when you're there because mm-hmm. the big artists, they don't need to do that because mm-hmm. they've got all the people, other big artists retweeting their stuff. Yeah. Get me? And they've got all the other big artists co-signing them, retweeting mm-hmm. their stuff, telling people. They, and most people are sheep. So when they hear the big artist saying, oh yeah, check this guy out, they're going to go and check him out. Okay. They're not going to come check you out because they ain't heard of you. And the big guy's not telling them to check you out. So you've got to do it yourself. Give them something to listen to. So when it... Because no one's going to help you. When it comes to like, like you say, like big artists, mm. how do you, how do you turn yourself into a big artist? Like what, obviously they get support and stuff like that, but what mm. is another way, would you say, you can turn yourself into? Well, you, if you get, like, yeah. I, I know some people have come, like they've got management and mm-hmm. the managers are really good at what they do. And I've got links uh, yeah. from years. So then they can like wangle that with these to, to get them into those like top positions and mm-hmm. mingling with the big boys and even get the big boys to then be nice to this person and give them a chance. But if you haven't got that, then mm-hmm. it's all up to you. So that, from my way, it was just them seeing my graft and respecting yeah. me for my graft mm-hmm. and then giving me opportunities um, like pr- certain promoters said I give him a CD and said I- I'm not going to book you until I've heard you live I want to see you okay, live I want to yeah. see you control Fair the enough. crowd want to yeah. see how you interact all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so then um, you know then then you've got to try and so then I was like okay I'm going to enter the competition to mm-hmm. then get on their dance yeah mm-hmm. and then they'll see me live because okay. I'm performing at their thing you know and some of these promoters would go around to make sure the artists who won the competition would be turning up for their set okay and not just getting their name on the fly and then not even turn up for the set okay so they so want to see people performing and see so their do you potential think the um relationship between the promoters and that like the artists need to get needs to get better or um, how how is it, it what is it like yeah, I mean, like, you, you, you always need to be good with promoters, don't you? You need to yeah. be professional, mm-hmm. you know, work with the promoter so they know they can depend on you. Don't yeah. turn up mm-hmm. drunk or taking drugs. <laughs> um, be out of your face, be late. Because the big artists who are already established, they can do all mm-hmm. that kind of behaviour. Mm-hmm. You can't, yeah? So I know people who've made that mistake and they've lost residencies because yeah. they turn up drunk. Or they got two mash up on the night and then they just got thrown out and the promoter's like, they're never booking them again. Whereas okay. even the big artists will do exactly the same behaviour, but because they've already got a fan base, the promoter needs them mm-hmm. to fill their rave up. They don't, okay. you don't, the promoter doesn't need you. They're giving mm-hmm. you a chance. Yeah, You yeah. need the promoter. So until okay. this the other way around, be sensible, act sensible, be yeah. professional, mm-hmm. be polite, mm-hmm. everything, you know? Okay. So do you think like a lot of the promoters have the attitude of, you know, you're just filling up this gap? Do you think they, do you think the promoters could do more to, uh, when they're working with new artists, do you think they should make more of an effort or? Um, Well, the promoter, you can never expect, like, thing is promoters there to like, they're going to book the surefire artists that are going to fill their, their event up. Whether it's okay. a festival or a club. Yeah, that's fair so enough. So they, 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 they put money out there. Mm-hmm. Gamble, it's a gamble, isn't it, to try and fill the venue up. Okay. So if they booked a lot, I've seen some raves back in the day, some events trying mm-hmm. to do 
a, a lineup of all new artists, yeah? Okay. And even saying that on the strap line, that are you fed up with seeing the same artists oh, no. every weekend or week out? Don't say that. We're going to, yeah, <laughs> this is this is a night promoting new talent, da 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 and all that. And the night's flopped. Okay. So Probably should have got that a, You've got, well, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you know, that, that was their I think even if you thing, I but, think even if you mention one good artist, mm. people you've got to mix it yeah, up. Yeah. Like there was one there was one night called New Era in London, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were popping, yeah. They would just book like one big DJ and the rest was all up and comers. And that night okay. took off because it was loads of people wanted to see these up and comers, loads of their friends would come. You know what I mean? So that night we used to get rammed. And then what happened was they changed their formula and started booking more of the big artists that are mm-hmm. seen on every other rave. And the up-and-comers who were performing on the main stage were now relegated to the second room. Okay. And then the night flopped and it, it just did. So, <laughs> you know, um, it's got to be... I think you have to have a mix. Okay. Like, you can, you know, you have to have a mix of the, mm-hmm. the established artists and the up-and-comers if you want to help the up-and-comers. If you don't want to help them, you know, whatever, okay. that's that's your business. But I... I I'm not really a promoter. So all, all I can just say is like, if they're, if they're giving you an opportunity, just do, the, do it to the best of your ability and just don't be, don't get drunk or act like an idiot. Okay. And, you know, hopefully okay. that'll put you in good Maybe stead. Maybe do, like, do your set and go home or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say you can have fun, innit, in after you your set. Away. No, after your set, you can do what you want. Yeah. But um, as long as you're not just causing any trouble in the event. Okay. Because that'll get you blacklisted as well if you're an up-and-coming artist. Oh, God, you don't want that. Um, <laughs> no, because then you just won't be getting bookings anyway. So just okay. just act sensibly all around. You can get... If you want to have a bit of fun afterwards, yeah, whatever. But mm-hmm. just... Um, you might also be a bit careful because you might have done your set mm-hmm. and then let's say a big artist doesn't turn up. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to say, oh, can you fill in, please? Can you jump on this oh, set okay. with this DJ? Okay, and if so you're, it's worth if you're, around. Yeah, and if you're wasted now, though... Because mm-hmm. after your set, you went and got on the drink or did whatever. Then you're not going to do a poor performance when you do that set that okay. you're covering for the other eyes. So you've so you got you, to think ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'd just say like, yeah, you've got to kind of Stay be professional. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. But, step, but yeah. other people I know have like come in and not been professional at all and they've done really well. So, okay. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know. It's just the luck of the draw. Like, I, I, that was my view. I okay. might be completely wrong. Yeah. So... You know? No, I've seen you live. You're quite professional, to be honest. Oh, see. Yeah, yeah I've, try, seen, I've tr- seen you drinking your orange juice. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, if it's a really late set, yeah, I will be bang on the orange juice because that vitamin C can help you not be tired. Okay. Um, okay. And I'm always driving anyway. The thing is like, mm-hmm. if I'm doing two sets in a night, I do the first set, mm-hmm. then I've got to drive to a next destination, do that mm-hmm. set, then okay. I might do another set. And then I've got to go home. And like, if it's four, five, six in the morning, my last set, then, you know, you can't really be drinking alcohol and doing all that stuff. So orange yeah. juice is a, is a good one because it's got okay. the vitamin C. You heard it here first. Drink orange juice. Yeah, it keep, give you energy. <laughs> Otherwise, that or just water. I used to drink, drink water. Okay. Whatever, like Coca-Cola maybe. But Coca-Cola is just high sugar content. You're going to crash and yeah, burn, crash in it? Burn. So yeah. <laughs> get me, so. Okay, I so think, yeah. moving away from that a little bit. So who are your influences? Um, like all the old uh, hip-hop artists mm-hmm. from America to begin yeah. with, like, um, who are they? Like uh, like all of the, you know, the names like Ice Cube, 
Okay. Um, Ice T, Cypress Hill, Wu Tang okay. Clan, yeah, uh, MOP, um, all, all those, all, all that kind of era. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. So in, what about like drum and bass and like drum and bass with like um, Stevie Hyper D, Skibbity, okay. Shabbity, yeah. mm-hmm. um, Foxy, Fat Man D, mm-hmm. um, MC Fats, all that, all that kind of era. Okay. Uh, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who okay. I grew up. So are you are you friends with them now? Any of those? Yeah, guys? I'm cool. I'm cool with all of them now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, it's cool, man. I'm cool with all. all all of them, so it's just sort of, you know. So what advice? What I, have, advice? Not MC, I haven't really met MC Fats. Okay. Um, but the, the others, yeah, I've met all of them. Yeah, cool mm-hmm. with all of them. Okay. Yeah. So, so like you fly out and all that kind of stuff. Before the lockdown, you were like flying out to different places. Yeah. Where, where have you been mostly? Um, Let's I've done some of the places you've been. Uh, Spain, um, France, Holland. Mm. Okay. Uh, Norway. Uh, what else? Um, Germany. Um, Luxembourg, Switzerland. Okay. So a lot of Europe. Yeah, a lot of Europe. Uh, done India. Wow. Uh, what else? What was the most? Um, what was the most memorable place that you went to? Um, I don't know. Like India was a mad one because I'd never been there before. Okay. So that was really like different. Okay. Um, and, what, and like the crowd, obviously, did they know you? And how did yeah, you feel? Yeah, yeah, because our our video had um, uh, been playing out on MTV in India as well. Okay. So that was when in the in the hip hop thing. So how did so, it feel to go to India? And yeah, it was mad. People know you, and they're you know, saying your people stuff were bootlegging you. the CD though. We oh, didn't make okay, any wow. money out of India. <laughs> the CD was being bootlegged, okay. and I'm seeing the artwork that I did. Yeah, yeah, for the CD. Okay. Someone photocopied the, it out there. It's a bootleg okay. CD. <laughs> so the rules are different over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, the thing is, because like, if, you, if you're out there, it's like, back then, I don't know if it, it must have changed now. This was, this was uh, um, in like 2007 or something like that. Okay. So, so out there, when, when you've got the um, uh, CDs in the shop, like they used to have these malls. Mm-hmm. And the CDs would cost a lot of money, so only rich people were really going and buying the actual CD. Okay. All of the people who are like middle class or or lower class or poor, they're all just burning CDs and bootlegging. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know that um, it was just mad seeing this cartoon image I'd done of us mm-hmm. had been bootlegged. Okay. Out there, but it did have your song though on it. <laughs> yeah, it had all our songs. Yeah, yeah, it was the whole album, oh, but it was just a bootleg version. And then uh, the person asked me to sign it. It's jokes. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that's crazy." So, so you know, um, did you have your did you have your CDs with you? Or no, not 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 when I went. Uh, yeah, actually, I had a few on me when I went okay. out there, but I just gave them to to people. So, did you um, sign the Did you sign the bootleg ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I signed a bootleg okay. one. Yeah, man. Okay, yeah, you're a good yeah, sport. Yeah. You're a good sport. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, you know, if people ain't got money. Yeah, fair like, enough. To pay like, um, because twelve pound in in their money, like twelve. Mm-hmm. That's what they were like selling the CD, like that kind of price. So, so that is like what it's really expensive in their money. Okay. So, okay. How can enough. you expect like that's that's the problem? So, like you've got these malls out there. Mm-hmm. Where you go in there, you see all this stuff and they're selling it for you like near European prices. Yeah. But if you go outside, you mm-hmm. can get the same stuff for... The bootlegs. 
<laughs> no, not bootlegs. The same oh, okay. stuff. That's okay. in the mall, but it's yeah. cheap. Oh, okay. And I'm sure that happens in a lot of other countries. Like when I've been to Kenya, mm-hmm. similar situation. Um, okay. You know, I'm sure so that happens you, in a lot of other countries around the world. Did you perform in Kenya then? Or? No, no. That was, I just went there when I was a kid, innit? Okay. But the, um, so what yeah. was it like? What was the difference between somewhere in, in England or Europe and India? What was it like? Um, there wasn't really a difference. The crowd was just this like similar kind of vibe. Like, okay. you know, they were, um, they just, yeah, getting, getting down with it. They knew the tunes, they were dancing, mm-hmm. hands in, you tell them, put your hands in there. Cause everyone speaks English out there anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it wasn't a, a problem. Okay. Um, in Germany, um, the crowd was a bit, Oh yeah, Belgium as well. Belgium, like Belgium, yeah, in Germany, okay. the crowd's a bit different because not all of them speak English, but mm-hmm. a lot of them do. And the thing is, as well, they learn your crowd hypes really quick in Germany. I was really like impressed with them. Like, okay, you know, for the for the UK crowd, if they don't know you as an artist and you're doing one of your own crowd hypes, okay, that you've devised, they might not. When you say, on to what it. do you mean by crowd hype? Like, you see, like, every artist got their little catchphrase phrase okay. that they say oh, as okay. a crowd yeah, hype. Yeah. Yeah. So in Germany, they cottoned on to that after you've done it about twice and they're shouting it back to you. Oh, Whereas okay. in the UK, they ain't going to do that. They're not going to do that. So you've got to use the bait ones if you're a new artist, like, you know, the, the I say drummer and you say bass or any, any of oh, those okay. kind of things or, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so, but in Germany, they cottoned on very, very quick. Yeah. Okay. Then you've got Belgium. Now in mm-hmm. Belgium, there's a language barrier. So they, they'll understand your crowd hypes, what mm-hmm. you're telling them to do. They'll do that, mm-hmm. but they don't really want to hear you spitting. Okay, wow. Lyrics. They would mainly want you to host if you're doing oh, okay. drum and bass sets. Okay. So they don't want to hear that. So if you go out there and you start doing loads of bars, you won't get another booking out there. Oh, okay. they They don't want to do that. So so for me, like, I've... Uh, and then, like, that's why I like the scene I'm in in the, in the UK... Because mm-hmm. I can spit my lyrics that I've written and I won't get people telling me to um, not spit them. Whereas in you go to other places like Belgium, they mainly want you to host okay. and just say the occasional thing and just crowd hype it really. They don't really want you to spit loads of lyrics. And So in them situations, I have been known to get a bit drunk. Because, okay, because um, you don't that, have to say much. <laughs> yeah, so you're always looking for something to do while you're on stage and then that okay, bottle yeah. is just there, isn't it? So you're just pouring more and more rum and coke or whatever or brandy okay. or whatever. You're on holiday. You end up getting a bit drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, that, that country for me is a bit dangerous, yeah. But, okay. but the other, yeah. So, and it's weird as well, like Paris, yeah, they mm-hmm. had a similar vibe as Belgians. They didn't yeah. really want you to spit that much, more host it. Mm-hmm. Whereas in south of France, when I went to mm-hmm. do it there, I can't remember the name of the city. They were loving the MC and they didn't want you to stop. Okay. So it's weird how you got different in the same country, you've okay. got very different. So it's good to it's to good it. to recognise those things and Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't know what be like my most like in, in Spain when you're going out there and doing that, it's mm-hmm. a lot of UK people going out there anyway on holiday. So that mm-hmm. vibe is kind of similar to the to the UK vibe anyway. Um so where would you but, say you had that you've had the best time so far uh, in your career? I don't even know, man. Probably like doing the Spain ones. Okay. They've been good fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that other place? Magaluf. I've done that. Okay. Um, 
that was cool, but you couldn't yeah. get any sleep in the day. There was just people screaming outside all day and like going mad. And I was just like, <laughs> this place is completely insane. They never insane. sleep. So, okay. No, nah, it's flipping crazy, man. And then like um, Andorra we did in the mountains as well. Okay. A ski holiday f- a music festival wow. thing. Wow. Um, I didn't do any skiing. People were like, oh, are you going to come? They wanted all the artists to go skiing with the ravers and that. And I was mm-hmm. like, hell no. If I break my leg, <laughs> if I break my leg, that's me like screwed, oh, isn't it? Because I'm, oh, I'm driving myself all over the place, isn't it? So yeah. I was like, no, nah, I can't really afford to break my leg. So I didn't do the skiing. No thing. snowboarding for you then? No, nah, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Didn't do it, man. So, okay. Um, but right, I think, well, yeah, for the, for like yeah. good like crowd vibes and everything, UK is cool, man. Like, you know, they, nothing like home. No place like home. Yeah, I mean, like my favorite crowds to perform to probably be the under 18s crowds because okay, they yeah. just go mad. They okay. go mad. They they're there to party, man, and it's a really exciting thing for them because they yeah. might be their first thing they've ever gone to, and they're just down to to have a really good time and very okay. responsive crowd. They'll you know you say tell them say something, they'll say it back. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's cool. So, so the older crowd are just standing there looking at you or something? <laughs> um, not in drum and bass. Yeah. Not in I drum mean, and no bass. no one's standing there in drum and bass, really, are they? Everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. In hip-hop, in the UK... Yeah, exactly. In the UK hip-hop scene, when mm-hmm. I was performing in them, like, I used to go to do those events and I'd just come back depressed because people would be looking at you and they're judging you mm-hmm. on your bars. It's very, okay. very... Like, they're scrutinising you, innit? They're mm-hmm. not really a party crowd. So okay. for me... And 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 uh, all of the rappers will be getting up there talking about these deep political issues and how everything's okay. messed up in the world and that. Yeah. I just go home and think I want to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, it would make me feel very suicidal and depressed. Yeah. So, but then the R and B and hip hop bookings we got. Yeah. In those kind of clubs where they're playing Bassman R and B hip hop all that. Yeah. Then they were like the the party crowd, like the, the drummer okay. bass kind of crowd, innit? So then yeah. that was more of a, a fun vibe. Okay. Like we did, um, who did we support? Oh, yeah, we supported Neo in Birmingham, Marcus Houston in Birmingham. Okay, And cool. them crowds were mad. They were wicked. Okay. But at the same time in London, mm-hmm. those crowds are not accepting of the support eyes. Okay. So if you're a support act, like we supported Wu-Tang in London. And, mm-hmm. uh, wow, that's big. We did all right, I think. But some of the crowd were hating, some were cool. But mm-hmm. I've seen on whose tour was it? Uh, Flow Rider, yeah? Mm-hmm. Now, we were working on the tour. I wasn't performing on that tour, but I saw the support acts. So the mm-hmm. first gig was in Manchester when I saw that. The crowd were really nice. When the support act, they, they're really interested. They want to hear what the support act's doing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're putting their hands up when the support act's telling them to. They're, they're shouting back the crowd hypes and all that. Mm-hmm. But then Birmingham was similar. Mm-hmm. London, they did not want to hear the support act. When the support <laughs> act came out, they're like, boo, we want the oh flow rider. God, they ain't got no patience. Started throwing Same bottles you, at London. them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They throw bottles at them, all that. Then, like, the, the, the support acts weren't even getting to finish their songs. They were just getting bottled off stage. Oh so then the God. promoter come wow. on and he's like, oh, we'll do a rap battle. We're going to do a rap battle. We've got this bag of goodies. See who's going to oh win it. So gosh. they brought up one rapper, so brought up the other London, rapper. <laughs> I think London is just very impatient. Okay. They ain't got the patience to see a support act. Like, and yeah. so the, 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 the two rappers come up to battle mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, when the first guy was just about to spit, he didn't even get to spit anything. The crowd was just booing. <laughs> and then the same thing happened with the other one. It was just no pleasing them. They just want the main okay. act. They, they so, like their favourites. Yeah, they you know. So, yeah. so I, I, every, like, any artist will tell you that. If you're supporting a hip-hop act in London who's from America, 
and you're and the support act. It's suicide. <laughs> no, I mean, you do it just to get your name on a flyer with all these big yeah. names and that. And, you know, okay. you can network with them when you're there, mm-hmm. network with the promoter who's putting it on. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to be some some choice, or back then with cap, Capital Extra now, they're probably going to be there, you know, mm-hmm. network with them, just get okay. yourself in these people's face. Use that as a platform. Okay. Don't expect the crowd to like you. But, you know, you, you, I mean... That's a shame. <laughs> Even we, like the Wu-Tang thing, we sold our CDs on, uh, to the people anyway on the, on the way in. Yeah. So we made money out of them anyway. So mm-hmm. I was like, even if the... And then the thing was, my ex-girl at the time, she was saying that she saw these people booing us, yeah? Mm-hmm. And then we put on one tune that was like, had a like, clubby kind of beat. And these mm-hmm. girls who were being like disrespect, they all started dancing to it. And then when I got off the stage... Mm-hmm. The same girls come, oh, yeah, you were really good and everything. And my ex was like, <laughs> she was booing you, man. What are you talking about? Why is he trying to be nice now? So I was like, yeah, you know, that's just how it goes in, in London, isn't it? Yeah. I guess. Like, but even like, I don't know, like big, big artists in London. Um, mm-hmm. Who was it? There was, was it Kanye West or was it someone else? It might, so they, they, I think someone performed at Cafe de Paris. I can't remember mm-hmm. what American artist this was. Mm-hmm. So the UK artist went out to support him. Everyone's booing him. Mm-hmm. before he's even had a chance wow. to do anything. So the American artist came out and he was like, yo, why, why are you booing this guy? Did he, you haven't even done anything yet. And mm-hmm. he was like, you should be supporting people from your country. You mm-hmm. should be supporting guys from London. Okay. Like, let him perform. I want all of you to listen to him properly. And do so I respect that artist. I think it was Kanye West okay. who did that. Mm-hmm. So I've got maximum respect for him for doing that, for that artist. Because okay. then... The crowd, because they're so sheepish and they'll they'll love the what the the, the big stars saying. Then they gave the guy the time of day, okay, to perform, and then they're all being nice to him and everything. So you know you got to have a thick skin as an artist, definitely, because all of these kinds of things is, is going to happen to you when you're on the come up. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, man, just uh, okay. And so, what about your? I wanted to talk to you about your merchandise. Okay, You've yeah, got yeah, your yeah. own yeah. branded merchandise. I can see yeah. the hat. You're yeah, I got the, the hat, hat on. right now. Got this jacket. Oh, you got the jacket. Yeah, so I've got the why jacket, is it? Hat. Why do you think it's important to have your own branded merchandise? Um, just like I mean, you don't have to do it, but mm-hmm. now that people are, you know, streaming music and the streaming money is absolute rubbish mm-hmm. for artists. It makes oh. sense to have some merch in different to then ways, yeah. get some dough out of it like that. And mm-hmm. I've always been interested in doing like clothing and stuff like that. Okay. I'm, I'm interested in art and all of that stuff. So okay. when I decided to do, are we going to see you? Are, you are we going to see your stuff on the catwalk then one day? Do you think? I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just <laughs> you doing what I want to do. Like I haven't. Yeah. You know, like I haven't like approached any big companies okay. or anything like that maybe to try should. and I don't know maybe I, know. I haven't really thought about it but like you know um I just I just see like it's just nice when you're you're in a rave mm-hmm. and, you, and you see someone see wearing someone your wearing, hat yeah or you're wearing your t-shirt or your jacket okay um you know and then the thing was what I did I didn't want to put ACMC on my hat or anything because mm-hmm. or, or on a t-shirt because then you got that makes it about you and then mm-hmm. like the people then they don't like might not want to go around with your name on them yeah, yeah? so i made it like because my nickname ace a lot of people call me that so then i just okay. thought ace is high mm-hmm. like so then i just did the emblem thing and okay. then i've done another i've done another hat here like this is one of the new ones i've got okay so that's got cool. the ace logo on it 
Okay, but that's sure. still not my MC name. So, and then people yeah. just like people who might not even like the music or know me, they just might like poker or something. I've had mm. an American American poker team okay. bought bought my jackets wow. before. So they were wearing them as their outfit for their poker tournaments. Okay. So That's and amazing. they don't even like hip hop or drum and bass. They they okay. I don't know what kind of music they're into, but so they you, just found it because of that on so it's online. Quite a, it's quite a good side hustle to have. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I always say to artists, think up and like like with Tinchy Strider when he had but he didn't have t shirts just saying Tinchy Strider on it. He did Star in the Hood. That was mm-hmm. his brand, isn't it? Yeah. So then then that came out and that brand blew up. Then he'd done the deal with, um, I can't remember the, the shop that he had it in. Was it Top Top Man or something? Or was it okay. JD Sports? I can't remember who it was, but then he did the deal with them. Mm-hmm. I think he got like a mill mil out of that. And, you know, wow. the, the clothes got further than he could have got it by himself. And he made some some nice money in that, isn't it? So, okay. So it is good to no. have a little, it is good to like, I mean, there's artists who who um, rap or sing, but would mm. you encourage people, like if someone say, someone that can actually draw, mm-hmm. would you encourage people to even look into that, look into their different creativity? Yeah, if you've got time, yeah. Like like me, <laughs> I, I was doing all of that stuff and then sometimes I had to put certain things on a back burner. Like I was doing music videos mm-hmm. for various, like lots of artists, but mm-hmm. then it just comes came to a point where I didn't have time Mm-hmm. to do it so now I only really do my own music videos because I okay. don't have time to do it for everyone else okay, um, like I enough. did at that point yeah. um, mm-hmm. so you know then that gets put on the back burner I was doing artwork mm-hmm. for a lot of people and then now I don't have time to do that either Okay. Um, because this you know certain other things have happened where I've had to devote my time to that okay. to, and they're paying me more money so you know I've, I need to pay my bills isn't it so that's yeah. what I'm going to so you think thing. it is good to have different things in different areas, like, because one could be doing well at a point yeah. and then you might yeah. stop doing that and then another one could be doing... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's like the, a lot of American artists, they, they started acting, didn't mm-hmm. they? And, you know, like Ice Cube's done so many films now, done really well in that. Like Will okay. Smith, he's more of an actor now than a, mm-hmm. a rapper, isn't it? And um, you've got, you know, other artists who gone here and gone back yeah. and like look at Ice-T he, he's d- done those films like New Jack City was I think was the first one he did isn't it where mm-hmm. he acted he doesn't rap then, anymore does he or does he does still rap he oh, still he puts oh, out okay. tunes yeah he still yeah. puts out tunes but then if you look at him he's special victims unit mm-hmm. he's been in that series for like I know. a long Forever. time now isn't it yeah. I don't know how many how many years now mm-hmm. and so you know you, you've got all of these different things and and you might not want to uh, rap anymore you might start enjoying that so exactly. just exactly. do everything. If you if you enjoy it, mm. just do it. So um that's what I would say. Just just do what you enjoy. Like like Bashy. Mm-hmm. Bashy's more of an actor now. Yeah. Like look at him in that them program. That's blown up in the, in all over the world, isn't it? On mm-hmm. Amazon, uh, uh is it Amazon Prime or whatever? And he's you know, he's, he's got his name, his face on Hollywood billboards and everything. Yeah. He's a good People example of someone who's Really playing into his different creativity. He's got, yeah, because he's got skills acting and mm-hmm. if he's enjoying it, <clears throat> do it. Yeah. You know, like, don't limit yourself. So, and he was always doing the stage stuff as well, wasn't he? Um, he was like in, in certain plays and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so I would say, yeah, just just play to your strengths. Um, 
Like I'd done a couple of little web TV series and that okay. stuff like that that was on YouTube. I was in one horror one. I was oh. playing a drug. Yeah, <laughs> I was playing a drug dealer who sells these pills that turn everyone into zombies by accident and wow. stuff. <laughs> and um, that was that was good fun. Then I was in another one where I was a, a mechanic mm-hmm. who wants to be a rapper, yeah. um, but his dad is being a dodgy like criminal, and his dad owes people loads of money all over the place. So then okay. I've got people asking. Where can me, we see these? I think they, they were on YouTube. But I think they've been okay. taken off now. Isn't it? Right, the people okay. who, I don't know, they just deleted them or whatever. And then there's like mm-hmm. another one I was in where it was, um, I was uh, this guy's brother mm-hmm. and jealous of his um, marriage okay. to his girl. And then I ended up killing his girl. Wow. Then I killed him. <laughs> then we went and did, uh, then the next part of it, we're doing robberies. So you've uh, done, dr- so we're you've robbing done, drug dealers. So you've done like, <laughs> You've done like hair and makeup as well. <laughs> you got his character. Yeah, well, did I have to? No, so, certain of them, yeah, they, had to, they have to put makeup on you if they're filming mm. with the bright lights. Okay, Because yeah. otherwise you get bleached out, isn't it? Okay. So like what they do, the foundation they put on you is like two shades darker than your actual skin tone. So oh. when the bright light, the proper light is on you, mm-hmm. you won't look uh, like a ghost. Okay. So, so yeah, that's how they do it. So you have, like all of these actors, they're gonna be. If you're in a well lit situation, mm-hmm. and they they gotta put makeup on you, yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. yeah, man, I've done some stage stuff as well. I was in France, mm-hmm. um, like in 2012. What happened was like there was this. Um, uh, my agent hollered at me, and he was mm-hmm. like, "You're on a list of people they." they want to audition for this opera in France, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I was like, opera? And he opera. was like, yeah, so wow. they want you to rap in it. But it's a, yeah. like a modern, a modern oh, okay. opera. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, that, you can see that on Vimeo. They got that on Vimeo, innit? But yeah. um, it was on French TV and all that. And then oh, cool. it was in this theatre in the middle of Paris, yeah? So they were like, yeah, they did ask some other UK artist, but he wanted mm-hmm. 20 grand. Whereas they okay. can offer 10, they can offer 10 grand mm-hmm. and it's a month's work. So okay. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. So then like, I had to <laughs> go to good. audition. Yeah, I had to yeah. go and audition at the Brit school mm-hmm. in, in Croydon. And then okay. me and this other guy from Sheffield, we got the, the part. got the part. Yeah. So then we went out and we had to do like a month of rehearsals. Mm-hmm. And then it yeah. was like what was that? What was that experience like? That was wicked. Yeah, that was really good because... Um, like the other people in it were like rock artists. Okay. Uh, one guy was from the Libertines, that band called the Libertines. Oh, the Libertines, okay. And the other one was Mark Alman, who did uh, Soft, he was in Soft Cell, did that Tainted okay. Love tune back in the 80s. I don't know if you remember that tune. Um, yeah. But he, he was. Tainted Love. That they, yeah, that guy, yeah. He, he was in it as well. He was, he was oh, really cool. Like, they were, yeah, they're all cool people, man. It was, they were like, yeah, it was all nice working with them. And the other people were like proper opera singers mm-hmm. um, in there as well. So it was good to see how all these different people worked and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've had, a then, lot of it, you've had a lot of different experiences then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it was, I mean, that that was supposed to then do a tour. Like, we were supposed to go, Spain wanted us to do it there. Mm-hmm. And then London, Brazil, and Japan. Yeah. And I was like, wicked, man. This is going to, you know, you're getting paid well. I've learned all of the stuff I've got to do for it now. You know, we learned mm-hmm. in the month rehearsal. So you had it down tight. And I was like, wicked, this is going to be good. And then what happened was the guy who'd written, arranged all of the music, because it was like mm-hmm. the old composer Verdi, obviously, it's his music, but they had to update it for being suitable for rock and then oh, okay. rappers and 
they had some kind of like dubstep beats and in there and as well. So he mm. said he wanted double his money though. So then mm. that scuppered the whole thing. So okay. Yeah. So then none of us got work. So he fucked oh. it up for everyone. Excuse my language. He messed it up for everyone. <laughs> so we're, yeah, when people get greedy, they mess it up for everyone. That's that's yeah. that's the other thing I say to people: <laughs> never get greedy. Because but it's good that like so it's a good idea to step out of your comfort zone sometimes to like experience new things. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, okay. There's been too many times when I haven't stepped out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. and um, I do regret that now because yeah. I'm thinking maybe certain things could have gone better. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I I'm happy being an underground artist and okay. doing my thing in that scene because yeah. I've seen like when I had those videos out and whatnot, mm-hmm. and you know you get you'd be walking down the street and all these schoolgirls would be screaming <laughs> and they run up to you and they're screaming all around you. Okay, and then wow. I'll, it would be unnerving and yeah. I'd be like. What the fuck? What's going on? And I'd be like, please, can you stop screaming? Because you're thinking these other people on the street might think they're screaming because you are attacking them or trying to oh, be okay. like rapey or something like that. And then you're gonna, I'm like, no, 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 calm down. Like, just be cool. Yeah. It? It, was, it was a bit scary. And then, oh, like, okay. I've seen wow. a famous singer because we were supporting this famous singer on his tour, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I seen him, it was at a, a Hair and Beauty Award. You know how they, how they got the Hair and Beauty Award, the Afro Hair and yeah, Beauty Award yeah. in Alexander yeah, Palace. So, this is one of. This is one in Birmingham, yeah? Mm-hmm. And so we've gone there and he went to do like a, a kind of like meet and greet or talk mm-hmm. thing or something. Some some stand mm-hmm. in the hair and beauty thing were interviewing him and mm-hmm. filming him. Yeah. So he's gone there. He didn't have any security. This like hundreds of women just mobbed it. Oh Teenagers, wow. women, everything. And then they started pulling on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They pulled his <laughs> hair out. They pulled his hair out, yeah. They're pulling wow. his arms, yeah. I was thinking his arms are going to get pulled out of his socket. They're oh. pulling his dick, right? So they, I was thinking, right. <laughs> he said that these women were pulling hard on his dick. Yeah? He could have got his dick ripped off or something. It was just mad. And then like the army, the territorial army had a stall there yeah. as well. They ran in to help him and get him out of the situation because he hadn't had any security. They had to have the army get him out of that. And from oh when God. I saw that, I was like, nah, this Thank famous God thing. I'm not famous. Nah, nah, okay. nah, Because nah. okay. you just get your dick ripped off by all these mad people, man. It's just, <laughs> it's like sexual abuse was going on for this guy. It's not so, funny. It's not funny. No, no, but, no. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was literally, Good. I was like, whoa. You, you yeah, I was like, it wasn't you. This is mad. I was like, no, nah, yeah. this is crazy, man. So. Okay. So you don't get mobbed anymore, really? Or, nah, it's only, or, only, or, only or, happened, you're, or you're at a safe distance. On the yeah, stage. it only happened like once. Really, or maybe, yeah, and another gig like, Mm-hmm. Some girls stormed the stage mm-hmm. and then they were like, they touched me inappropriately, yeah? Okay. So I was like, that's sexual was that, assault. Was that, was that illegal, but or? How do you mean? Like, was that, the a, way they, it t- yeah. What did you no, say? No, I just said, look, happened? that's sexual assault. I was like, that's yeah. sexual assault. If I did that to you mm-hmm. and you told the police, I'd be going to jail. So don't be doing that. Like, don't be coming and touching that's people. That's terrible. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so that's, that's the thing. Like, when these famous people, they got to deal with that all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, f- forget that, man. I prefer like being on the underground music scene. Because mm-hmm. so you can go shopping in yeah. Sainsbury's or, yeah. you know, as the, no one's going to come and like, you might get one person every once in a while. Say, oh, yeah, how okay, you doing? Yeah. I've seen your thing on YouTube or, nice. or yeah. seen you at the rave and da 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 da. And, and mm-hmm. that, yeah, that's nice. And you feel like oh, I'd be appreciated or whatever. And, and that's cool. But not like how these famous people have it. 
Mm-hmm. Like, look at them. They get hounded by a paparazzi. And they end up going mad, don't they? Like Britney Spears or whatever, because she was just hounded. I know. She was hounded, man. They, they victimised that. I think it that. did maybe affect her mental health slightly. Definitely. Having a lot definitely, going definitely, on definitely. in her life. Because they were expecting her to be a virgin and all this kind of stuff. like, And they put her on this mad pedestal. Wow. And then then when it came out that she... Uh, then when was it Justin Timberlake said he had sex with her or whatever... And then that, then they all started having to go at her and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like, come on, man, what, what is this? Like, this is crazy. Like, you're. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, yeah, like you said, it affected her <laughs> mental okay. health. Like, look at yeah. look at Kanye West getting uh, all these paparazzi just coming, mm-hmm. not giving him a break. Princess Diana not getting any break. Mm-hmm. All of that. So you've so got to consider famous, all of those things. Yeah, being famous. I saw a video. Always. Yeah, yeah, I saw a video on YouTube saying fame mm-hmm. is. Uh, psychological abuse. Mm-hmm. That's what the video said on YouTube. And I watched the whole wow. video and I was like, you know what? They've actually got a point. They yeah. went through the whole Britney thing. They went through the Princess Diana thing. They went through mm-hmm. all of this. They went through all of these examples. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know what? They've actually got a point. So, you know, so because it's you can... good. To, it is good. It's not, I mean, it's not always about the fame. It's about you being able to monetize your talent. Do you think that's Even if important? you can't, even if you don't make any money out of it, mm-hmm. if you enjoy it, enjoy it. That's yeah. what's important. Mm-hmm. Like when I was on that label or whatever, and then they were saying, "Oh yeah, can you do more tunes about being in a club?" Mm-hmm. Da, 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 all this. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Nah, I don't want to do that. That's yeah. not what I enjoy." Yeah. Like my, me and Terra, our first CD was getting a lot, getting out a lot of our anger and frustration, and okay. having fun in the studio with it as well, mm-hmm. but being able to vent. So mm-hmm. it was like a stress release, yeah? Yeah. And doing the formulaic thing that the labels want you to do, mm-hmm. that is not what I want to do. Yeah. And that would, it actually made me more stressed mm-hmm. and more pissed off. So, so it's not it's not really about the money for you then. It's about, well, just enjoying nah. enjoying your talent, enjoying yourself. Yeah. Enjoying even myself. even hey, if you've it, got another job on the side that has nothing to do with, you know, yeah. Yeah. what you do, as long as you, as long as you're, Doing what you're passionate about. Mm, exactly. Okay. And as soon as I stop enjoying it, I'll just stop doing it. Mm. And I'll go back to doing something else. Yeah. Like maybe I'll get into doing doing my art again, like start mm-hmm. oil painting again or something. And I've wanted to do that for a while. Um, you know, just get back into that or something like that with my free time. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or get into doing films or something. I've always liked films and I've always you know, from acting in those things, I've seen how you do it. And then I'm Mm -hmm. doing music videos for people. I've enjoyed doing ones that had story kind of like vibe to it as well. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, maybe get into doing that, just small independent films or something and still got my job on the side and to do that when I feel like it. And, you know, (laughs) just have fun with it. That's, that's my advice to everyone. Just have fun with it. And if the, if money comes, yeah, that's wicked. And And if it doesn't, you're still doing something you love. Yeah, as long as you're having fun with it, it's cool, isn't it? So Okay. So where can we see you this summer? Have you got any shows Um, or anything like that coming up? Or have you got any music coming up? Um, Well, I've got some tunes. I've been working on a lot of tunes here that some some labels uh, wanted to put them out in the drum and bass scene. So I'm Mm -hmm. just seeing what what the the best one to go with is. I think I've chosen the best one for one tune and then I've got some other tunes that I'll be showing to these people as well. Okay, you've got some new releases. And yeah, I've kind of gone in a different 
I'm doing like more liquid drum and bass kind of vibes. Okay. So I'm doing it's I'm doing more um subject matter kind of thing rather than just a MC kind of battle kind of vibe or whatever. Okay. Like, you know. So is it more uh, like spoken word or poetry? Nah, or? not spoken word but like it's it's still <clears throat> rapping, mm-hmm. but just about different subject matter. Okay. So more personal subject matter kind of thing, isn't oh, okay. it? Okay. Um and then like messing around doing a little bit of singing on the yeah. chorus or, or oh wow, I can't wait to hear pitching, that. pitching my voice <laughs> so it's like more like sometimes have a few different notes or whatever to, mm-hmm. rather than just rapping straight kind of thing. Um, well, if you need any extra vocals, I'm your girl. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And so I'll throw doing, that in. Yeah, man, I've been, I've been doing that. And then I've got like a few bookings coming for some festivals, but, okay, you know, I don't know if they're going to go on. Okay, you're not this sure whole, yet. Um, No, because there's that whole insurance uh, okay. thing, isn't it? That the government was saying that because they're not going to underwrite these festivals. So okay. a lot of them might not happen. Um, some okay. club club events. Mm-hmm. Are, are so can, you men- can you mention any of them now? Or? Yeah, like I'm, I'm booked at, um, was it Sticky? Uh, that's Shabadee's event. That's coming back. Okay. I'm wow. booked at that one in August in okay, Maidstone cool. in Kent at a Source Bar. Mm-hmm. I've got Ipswich, 25th of June mm-hmm. um, for Raucous DMB. Okay. Uh, then I've got, uh, the was it a... a, a, a a few coming up in September, I can't say about because they haven't released a full okay. lineup yet. Okay. Um, then there's, yeah, just a few here and there. It's not like the the, the promoters correctly are, are not going all out with trying to get events because we the situation is still uncertain. Yeah. It's still yeah. uncertain, isn't it? So okay, yeah, a few yeah. have come in and we'll see what happens. Like, see what happens. You know, like some pr- promoters are doing sit-down events. Mm-hmm. Where you go to the rave and you sit down at tables and that. How do you? Um, how's that gonna work? Especially with like. Yeah, I mean, it's working. Like people are like, people are still in. Yeah, people are still enjoying <laughs> themselves. That you know they can't stand up. Security yeah. will come and tell you sit down. But, <laughs> um, I, you know, I haven't done those. I don't know how I'd cope at those. To be yeah, for me, I d- I don't know. Like, I don't know. For me, it's, I, I don't know. It might. I mean, I, I think it probably yet, be so. alright for you because you're standing up and you're performing and doing your thing and. Yeah, but even then they say to the MC, you can't get them too hype. Don't hype them up too much because otherwise they want to stand up and they want to dance and then then the social distancing. (laughs) Yeah, it's gone out the window, all of that. So in that respect, it is a bit, it's a bit of a dicey one. So I don't, I don't know about those. I guess we'll have to wait until the end of June, is it? The end of June maybe. I think, yeah, I think it's, is it 21st of June or 12th? I can't remember. It's like that. I think it's like the 21st or something. We can get a hype. We can get a hype there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Hopefully. I I don't think I'm going anywhere until I can get hype, to be honest, because it would be hard for me to just sit there and, or maybe maybe it would be good to see people. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Like, yeah, I mean, people ask me, have I missed missed the scene or, or whatever i've missed like happy performing mm-hmm. i miss performing and seeing the ravers with a happy face and people yeah, dancing yeah. and get, yeah. getting that feedback mm-hmm. but i haven't missed any of the politics and and all of the okay. behind the scenes stuff all of the backstabbing okay. all of the, the, the people <laughs> being horrible to each other like getting well, phone hopefully calls that'll change now it, it won't change might have, be, people nah. might have changed their minds now that no no that things have happened no nah no way <laughs> No way. It's exactly the not same. Not even the pandemic could change them, though. Nah, it's exactly okay. the only way it would change All is right. if if this was a like a serious, serious plague, yeah, mm-hmm. where people were getting 
you know symptoms are really obvious like Ebola mm-hmm. or something like that and people yeah. are dying in one day and and you've got millions mm-hmm. of death count in England mm-hmm. then I think it would change people yeah but because because it's not like that I like probably in India on, it depends on your circle like how many people get me, yeah, you've yeah, lost yeah. and like it, stuff like that yeah like in India look at India like I think it's like they've had so many people die now that mm-hmm. pretty much everyone has got someone dead in their family okay, that kind wow. of thing may change people's behaviour Mm-hmm. towards each other okay. but in, for a few years but in England it hasn't really happened like that so we need some more love some more love from the yeah you know people as an artist let's back yeah, it in any, in any situation you get into in the music business yeah mm-hmm. I've, I've heard from people who are in the UK like basement mm-hmm. scene yeah the house scene yeah the garage scene they all mm-hmm. say this stuff goes on isn't it like yeah. all very political, clicky, clicky yeah. um, school playground kind of vibes. No one wants the other person to eat and they're all trying to sabotage each other and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Like when I get booking by some promoter, then that promoter will holler at me saying, yeah, I had this artist calling me up, having a go at me because I booked mm-hmm. you and they're saying they shouldn't be booking you. I should be booking them and da 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 and all this mm-hmm. kind of, So that's okay. the kind of mentality you're dealing with mm-hmm. from a lot of these people. So it's very bad mind yeah, it's a shame because I see it as like there's enough to go around for everyone, to be honest. Yeah, because That's the, the, the thing is it. as well, the mm-hmm. more artists you've got yeah. representing your style of music, it's going to mm-hmm. grow. Yeah. And and then it's going to get bigger. Like, look at Grime, yeah? Mm-hmm. Grime, they um, had loads of artists. Like, if you're a Grime artist, you do one good tune mm-hmm. as your first tune, mm-hmm. you can start popping off and then getting bookings all over the place. The big people that will want to work with you. Like, look how many people Wiley's brought through. Yeah, it's true. If that was like what the attitude drum and bass had, mm-hmm. who knows, isn't it? Because Wiley and all them used to be in drum and bass in the, in the late 90s. Okay. And then they went to Garage. So many people, like Maxwell D was in drum and bass, Wiley, DWE, um, bare people that, that, that just left it and went to Garage, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because it was so lock off. And only the okay. same people, same small circle, were getting all of the bookings. So yeah. they got to support each other. Come on, people, support each other. You know, but I mean, you know, yeah, like it's it's it's. It, I don't know if it's ever going to happen in it. So okay, well, I mean, like drill. Meantime, I don't know, like mm-hmm. in the, in the drill scene. I don't know what what's going on with that. Like if they have a more open thing. But I mean, the problem with the drill scene is it's got such a bad reputation. Yeah. Um, can it have many club bookings? Okay. What promote, you know, what promoters want to put it on? Because yeah, yeah. like every event I used to have to do, I always had to fill out that six nine six form mm-hmm. for the promoter to, to they to they send check. it to the police yeah. and all that. All of the drum and bass events, we all had to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. So with the drill scene, if you're gang affiliated, if you've got like an artist who's coming, who's saying he's killing people of this okay. on his. Tr- then yeah. the promoter is going to be worried and the police are going to say to him, are we if you put some... this night on, yeah. they'll say, if you put this event on, gang members from the other gang that don't like him will mm-hmm. turn up and they could spray up the club. And then okay, that's, yeah, God, we that's don't serious. want you putting this event. So that then that will stop the event going on. Yeah. You know, so then you've got to think like that. So um, you can get big online maybe mm-hmm. and big streaming yeah. numbers. And we all know streaming numbers are not very, very good. Unless you're a drill artist who's getting signed to a major label and then they're going to try to tone, tone it down anyway, all the violent content, because they don't yeah. want that stuff to happen. Because look at gigs. When gigs was popping, 
the police operation Trident yeah. told all the O2 academies that wow. they can't put on his tour. Okay. So his tour got ruined by that yeah. because they were like, if you book this artist, mm-hmm. it could cause like the violence could come from gang um, affiliated or gang members coming to this event and causing violence. So God. you've got to think about all of these things as an artist. Yeah, so, don't get involved in any, any gang affiliations or anything like that. Try and keep yourself clean before you go in. Uh, you know, if you if the, if, <laughs> if you can, if, yeah, if you want to do that, that's your business, you, isn't it? But yeah. there are repercussions. If you want to pursue your career and get yeah, get to perform exactly. So, like you, you know, better. you've got certain artists who manage to get signed to big labels, and then they can kind of like still get them shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if the gang thing comes into it too much. And the violence thing comes into it too much. Then you're not and getting anywhere. It, it they can ha- they can hinder your career, man. So mm-hmm. you know, like even when gigs had that SN1 wear shop in Peckham, it was doing really good numbers. Yeah. The police were trying to close that down as well. Wow. So it's it's a mad one, isn't it? So um So try and keep your record clean. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean it's a shame because a lot of these youngsters who are getting into doing music mm-hmm. are trying to leave. Yeah, that life and, and, the, and the, the actual musical content is about um, how they've struggled and what they're, you know, what, yeah. how they're trying to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some yeah. definitely. And then, the, then you've got others who are in the in the mentality where it's perpetuating it and stuff like. When I was mm-hmm. working with um, like ex gang members or whatever, and we were taking them studios in London to record tracks, mm-hmm. we'd be advising them. We advise them like, don't be saying what you're, you know, okay. talking about criminal the activity ops. or whatever. <laughs> or just don't, yeah, don't be talking about criminal activity that yeah. is real, that you've mm-hmm. done, because it will be used against you in court. Yeah. But a lot of them are like, okay. oh, no, I just wear a mask. I just wear a mask and the police won't know who I am. And I'm like, mm-hmm. they, they well, know you who you are you already. Yeah, you they already know who you are. Yeah. That mask ain't going to help you. Mm-hmm. They're going to find out who you are. They, and then you're going to go jail because okay. they're going to use that as evidence against you in court. So, so all of these so, things. So try and like maybe clean up the lyrics where you're not maybe giving or names, just make up a story. Names or, yeah. Completely make one up. Yeah, I but make so. sure it ain't. It's not nothing to do with real life. Yeah, because then you're going to get done. Yeah, but unless you want to go jail, some people just want to go jail, <laughs> don't they? Because they want to. Like, they? they think it's wow. yes. Yeah, so a lot of people they think you know going jail gives them stripes or whatever. You know, respect. For going jail. Okay. So if that's your if your ambition is to go jail for an M charge or whatever. I don't like the idea of being locked up, to be honest. <laughs> it wouldn't work. Yeah, no, to me. Me, pretty, pretty boring. But I like I, I've worked I've worked with young people who love jail. Okay. They prefer jail to the outside world. Okay. Yeah. And now they're back in jail. Is it because you get your meals and you don't have to Yeah, they like getting their and, meals. Yeah, yeah. This guy I was working with, he's really good with a kettle. He mm. can do a roast dinner. Just using a kettle. Wow. He's that skilled with just using a kettle to cook. Yeah. So instead of putting water in there, he'll put his potatoes in the kettle. He'll put the meat in the kettle, cook okay. it like that. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's so cute. he loved jail. He actually loved yeah. it. Right. Okay. He liked the whole like thing of is it being because with... Is it because there's less responsibility, do you think? There's more responsibility I don't know. on the outside. You've got Possibly. to pay bills. You've got to pay your rent. You've got to... Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, like from working with young offenders and stuff, it's just really mm-hmm. sad when you're mm-hmm. working with someone and then they get stabbed yeah. and now they're dead or, okay. or you're working with someone 
their friends got stabbed, they've gone on a revenge thing, now they're in mm-hmm. jail. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they throw an acid <clears> at someone, now they're in jail. Yeah. For a big bird. Mm-hmm. And it's just sad, man. A and, long and, stretch. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know, like, you try and try and talk to them to, to you know, like, help them not go mm-hmm. back to jail or whatever, but yeah. it's up to them, really. It's up okay. to them. And, it, you know, the police can move them to another area mm-hmm. to try and stop them having links with their okay. uh, original area. But if mm-hmm. they've got a kid with a person who's, you know, a girl who lives in that area, they're going to have to keep coming back. They get, those links are going to be hard to break. Okay. And so, Yeah. So getting so, back to, you know, like, yeah. music and stuff, what would be mm-hmm. your main advice for someone who's starting out? Um, my main advice just have just try and have fun with it don't put anything out too quick mm-hmm. I see some people putting uh, videos of themselves rapping or whatever when mm-hmm. they've only just started to do it okay work on your craft first mm-hmm. give it at least about a year or something of you just working like on doing it like mm-hmm. I wasn't I never did any, never put anything out until about maybe four years, okay. five years after I started. Mm-hmm. Because you just want to perfect, get as good as you can. And yeah. even those things that I put out, I hear them now and I'm like, oh my God, I shouldn't but have isn't spat it, like isn't that. It good, isn't it good sometimes, like you see like on Instagram or something like that, mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. to see your journey as well? There is that point of view as well, yeah. yeah. There is that point of view. But if you start, if you put out your first ever... Mm-hmm. lyric that you've written mm-hmm. and that's good the first thing you've ever put out I would not advise that mm-hmm. because most people are not going to be that great okay on their first ever try the first lyric mm-hmm. they've ever written and I see people doing that and it kills their career before it's even started because they just get okay. people laughing at them saying what the hell is this and <laughs> you, like why do you think that's do you think that's like a genre thing though no you, Any okay. genre it can happen. Okay. If you're if you're someone who hasn't practiced, you haven't put in the hours. Mm-hmm. If you're a singer, mm-hmm. um, you know you're putting stuff out. You're going out of tune. You you, you haven't even got tuning mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Your breath controls all over the place. You're breathing in the wrong places in mm-hmm. in the phrasing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no poetry to it because you haven't learned how to do that. Okay, that'll kill your career before it even started. Okay. So really practice on your craft. Mm-hmm. have fun with it you know bef- go to house like we used to go at MC at house parties through the, you get the headphones put them in the decks mm-hmm. you know and spit through the headphone innit and it's like okay. a mic just <laughs> yeah, have fun yeah. I know but and, <laughs> and then you'll work out your flow innit you'll work out your flow you work out what's good what mm-hmm. works yeah. you work out what your strengths are and you're in an environment with all your friends so yeah. it's not that serious yet yeah and yeah I see if you saying. do mess up you're with your friends, like, it's not as serious, isn't it? And then you, you can practice mm-hmm. and practice and practice. We used to go um, around each other's and record sets. We'd be, like, my friend would be DJing and we're spitting mm. and record it. And okay. then we'd listen to the tape back in the car. We wouldn't be giving that tape out to everyone. Mm-hmm. We'd just be listening to it okay. to see what works. You, you know, you kind of okay, learn yeah, what yeah. works, what, what doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, what what part of your flow did work and didn't. Now people are putting the first tune they've ever done, they're putting it on Spotify. Mm-hmm. 
I think and, I did something like that myself. It's not yeah, on but, there now. It's not on there yeah. now, but okay, okay. So, so, but these, these but, um, are like if if you've got a tune that's like you're putting on Spotify that you've recorded at home, yeah, that is unprofessionally recorded, mm-hmm. no mix down that's good. It's mm-hmm. not mastered, right? Mm-hmm. It sounds bad, mm-hmm. and that's what you're showing to the world. They're not. It's gonna not. You're not gonna do is yourself it, is any it better favors. To make, is it better to make clips maybe and then maybe call it a demo so that people can maybe see see i mean you might not be at your best but they yeah. can maybe see your potential yeah definitely maybe yeah. put it on soundcloud do, yeah. or something and put links yeah yeah do, and... put things on soundcloud but even then i would wait until you you've got to a certain level okay so like have it so that you you know when to breathe i, I see people putting up things and they're they're breathing in the wrong places man so it okay. can ruin the whole poetry of your track. Like okay. when you talk, mm-hmm. like, you know, if you listen to some poetry, mm-hmm. where do they take the breath? How do they emphasize the most important word? Yeah. In, so basically in the line. Pra- practice things like vocal training and stuff like that. All I of do, that. I do vocal All of training that. myself. Defo. Like but if yeah, you're a singer, I mean, do even, that. If, even, if, even, if, even if I'm doing something like this, I'll still do some vocal training before. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to make sure my voice is clear and... Yeah, yeah, you know, why not? Yeah. It's a good idea, like, but, you know, people, they might, they've got an idea in their head because of all these stupid programs, maybe like X Factor and all this mm. stuff, where you've got people who haven't... I've, I've tried for that, I've tried for X Factor. I've yeah, tried yeah. for the voice. <laughs> well, well, the <laughs> thing is, like, even X Factor, yeah. they're just putting people on their look. Yeah. They might not be any good. I mean, when I remember I... when when artists like Cher Lloyd was on there, there was yeah. another woman who mm-hmm. you could tell she could sing wicked, like this soul kind of singer mm-hmm. or whatever. She mm-hmm. was amazing. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Why are you putting through this girl who in every audition is messing up and crying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this one who can actually sing. I think it's usually because these people have been pre-signed or... They've, they've I, I don't know these, what it is. You know, agent, they've got agents and stuff like that. I think it's like they, they think works. they're going to sell because of the image or whatever. And mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying like, that can give people the wrong idea about the music biz. And then you've mm-hmm. got like people, they'll, they'll put their first video out that mm-hmm. is absolute rubbish, yeah? Mm-hmm. Of them spitting bars. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. And <laughs> they're going out of time. Mm-hmm. They're taking breaths in the wrong place. They don't know about phrasing. They don't know about the poetic side of things. They're not mm-hmm. emphasizing the most important words. It's just terrible. And then they're asking mm-hmm. me to share it for them. Okay. And I'm like, I feel bad. Like, especially mm-hmm. if they've shared some of but my do stuff. You, but obviously, you'd give them feedback and tell them. I, I say, yeah. do you want feedback? Yeah, okay. Because some people can't take feedback. Okay. So I'll say, do you want feedback? What mm-hmm. kind of feedback do you want? What kind mm-hmm. of feedback do you want from me first? Okay, I need to know. What do you mean? Like, like do you want me to say what's wrong with it? Mm-hmm. Or do you want me to say what's right with it? Do you okay. want me to talk about your breath control? Do you want me to talk about okay. your tuning? Do you want me to talk about this, that, all the rest of it? Okay. If they say yeah, then I want to okay. know, can you take it? Yeah. I mean, you have to be able to take it, don't you? As an Some artist. Some people can't. Some people can't. You've got to be able like, to take it. They can't. Some people can't mm. take anything. Like and also, they're, they're, I think uh, it's it's good to know when you've gone wrong yourself. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I, I'll yeah. like. 
I like getting feedback, yeah? Mm-hmm. So then I can improve. Yeah, obviously. You know, but some people, they, they don't, they haven't, they, they don't see where that feedback's coming from. Okay. And also you get it, some people who give feedback that are very but, mean. They just say, oh, it's just okay. rubbish. And that's <laughs> okay, not good that's feedback. Not good. That's, that's not, not good. good. You want, yeah. like it, it, in the college I teach, they, they, they say like, you've got constructive criticism and you've got yeah. destructive criticism. Yeah. So the, the saying, oh, it's just a lot of rubbish. Mm-hmm. That's destructive. Mm-hmm. But saying, yeah, I see what you're doing. Maybe work on your tuning a bit. Yeah. You were going a bit sharp here. You went a bit flat there. Your mm-hmm. breath control could be better. Mm-hmm. You took a breath in this phrase. I wouldn't take a breath there. I you know would... what though? I mean, to be honest, if someone gave me that kind of feedback, I'd be happy if someone gave me that kind of feedback because they're really mm. like being specific about what I need to change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, see yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So, I mean, that's quite good that you, you'll give that feedback. Yeah. So, is that something you'll do then? Like, if someone does approach you? If they ask for after, it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, after, and after I've vetted them yeah. to see if they, they, they can cope okay. with hearing feedback. <laughs> How could you vet them to see if they can cope? I will ask them these questions, <laughs> innit? I'll ask them okay. these questions, like, you Okay. Know, do you think, um, like, maybe some people are looking at the bigger picture before they're looking at the small picture, like, actually practice and... You know, master what you're doing first. Yeah, uh, I, I hope than, they would. Rather than looking at, I was just going to be a star. You know, some people are, and those 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 people, it might work out for them, mm-hmm. but then it might not. And okay. and if they, you know, like I don't know, like I've seen people look who can't sing for nothing, yeah, and they're mm-hmm. getting to the top of the game. Yeah, you so know, and it, the so studio's it, saving them, the auto tune's saving them. So it's yeah. also about attitude and, and, or how you look. How you look, attitude. yeah, is having, a very having important your, thing. Having your own style and... Also as well, you've got to look at it like this, yeah? Mm-hmm. Like, how you look, yeah? Mm-hmm. What your race is. So mm-hmm. what's the racial demographic they're looking at? Can we okay. sell this person, yeah? Yeah. Ha, uh, uh, um, like, is this person going to sell to the maximum amount of people in this country? Okay. Yeah? So What's if, this country? What is England? Majority yeah. is what? Yeah. What's the majority of people? Um. <laughs> white people, yeah? White okay. people. So the yeah. label is going to think, this person mm-hmm. is from this ethnic minority. Mm-hmm. Do white people so, in so general, it, yeah. would they buy something of this person? I know a Bangladeshi guy, yeah? Mm-hmm. Really good R&B singer, yeah? Okay. He went, he was in a, uh, a deal to get mm-hmm. signed, right? Mm-hmm. And at the last minute, mm-hmm. the the manager uh, who ended up taking on another group mm-hmm. that were two white people and a mixed race person, yeah, mm-hmm. of uh, Caribbean and white, Afro-Caribbean and white descent, they mm-hmm. took them on instead of him. And mm-hmm. this is what they said to his manager. His manager was black, yeah. Mm-hmm. They said to him, you could have brought me a George or a Leroy. Mm-hmm. Instead, you brought me an effing P word. Okay. And they, they, that's it. Wow. The deal was gone. Yeah, so his basically, deal was gone. before you go and seek and look anywhere, maybe have a look at their background, see what, what kind of artist. It, I mean, that's terrible, to be honest. Well, check these managers. <laughs> that is because, terrible. Like, yeah. Because, and he told me that and I was like, it doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Because seeing think- like, like, the, like on, that, on that X Factor thing, yeah, you had Cher mm-hmm. Lloyd there, yeah. Mm-hmm. You had this girl from Birmingham. I can't remember her name. Black girl from Birmingham. Wicked voice. Mm-hmm. She had the looks. She had everything going for mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. They didn't choose her. If okay. she had gone to America, 
Where there's a, you know, maybe that she could have popped off there. Mm -hmm. So I would say if you're an artist of a certain demographic, like like you got Zayn Malik, yeah, mm -hmm. in One Direction. Yeah. He's done well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that was very, very surprising for me that he even got picked to be in that band. Yeah. Okay. Like certain people say, oh, he was the token in there or whatever. But <coughs> that was really surprising for me. Because, you know, like, you've got yeah. certain communities that are, are associated with music and mm -hmm. then certain communities that aren't. And mm -hmm. they've got to break through that barrier now to then yeah. get associated with doing music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the labels are thinking about all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So instead of thinking and then getting disappointed by a label who don't want to sign you just because of what race you are, mm -hmm. put out your own stuff, man. Do it exactly. yourself, innit? And, so, and so basically, your advice is like try and go independent if you can. Do your research, unless yeah, you, like unless just you try get a deal, do, unless you get a deal thrown at you for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try try and do whatever you can by yourself first. Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, and see what works. Like Jay Sean, mm -hmm. he's another example. Yeah, he was wanted to just do straight R and B. Mm -hmm. The label that he got signed to told him sold him that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you won't be accepted doing that. And he you, went to America, didn't he? No, no, what, what happened was, yeah, mm -hmm. in England, they said, we're going to market you to, um, we'll get you to collaborate with these uh, Bangor singers and stuff like that. And we're going to mm -hmm. market you to the UK, Indian and Pakistani and um, Bangladeshi and Sri Lankan communities. Mm -hmm. And we'll market you to them because they'll mm -hmm. accept you. Yeah. And then when that pops off, there, then you can start branching out, but you've got a core fan base already. So you've got a, a money okay. maker yeah. and then you can branch. And that's what he did. And it was only when he went to America, when he went, when Birdman signed him up and all that. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at how they marketed him in America, they didn't market mm -hmm. him as an Indian. Yeah. Okay. He, if you look at the videos that he was like more like a Latino kind of vibe, the, okay. the models they got in the video to be with him were always some Latino looking woman, mm -hmm. the, the, the style did, of he, dress. But didn't he get signed in somewhere like Miami or something? And I think there's a big Latino and yeah, Spanish. Possibly. And, but I mean like, yeah. like um, what Birdman, who's like, who's got Little Wayne and all that, he's based in Louisiana, isn't it? In New Orleans and all that, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Isn't that where they're from? So like, yeah. then they pushed him and obviously then after that success, then they can start like, he can, he can just be honest about what race he is or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a shame it all has to be like that, but yeah. that these people are thinking about the money, isn't it? So if, mm -hmm. you're, if they don't think you're marketable, that's mm -hmm. it, you're done. Like I remember my sister, when she went to like, in the 90s, it was even worse, yeah? Okay, for, yeah. For, for people of color or whatever color like they mm -hmm. were. Like, she went for a modeling thing and they told her she's too ethnic looking. So she didn't okay, get well. the thing. And these so, days, it's nothing like that. I mean, you get a lot of people. I mean, I hear from people, there's still like prejudice against people with darker skin tones and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they won't use them for like the front covers and magazine covers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. or, or they'll tell them, oh, we can't light it properly because your skin's too dark and all this kind of madness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've heard that's been going on in the modeling industry. But if you look mm -hmm. at the music industry, it's, it's going to be similar as well. So that's okay. why me, I'm like, I don't want to be any part of that. If that's what's going on in that industry and it's full of horrible people like that, I don't yeah. want to be around them. I'd rather okay. do music where it doesn't matter what you are. Yeah. It just, you know, that's the good thing about mm -hmm. underground music. But then like, I see certain things still creep into the underground music where they okay. push in an artist on their image. 
okay. or because they fit that that mm-hmm. demographic mm-hmm. and they know they're going to sell or whatever. Yeah. And that that's kind of polluting the underground scene with that mm-hmm. kind of rubbish. And okay. that's a real shame because it then you get like people complaining who've been mm-hmm. grafting away and building their fan base honestly. And mm-hmm. then what these people do who are pushing these artists that are manufactured, they will then say, oh, you're just a hater or you're hating them because of this reason or that reason or because they're mm-hmm. a woman or this, you're sexist. And it's not that. <laughs> the person is not hate, like hating them because they're, they're just saying they actually, you signed this person up, you're pushing them before they can actually perform. Yeah? Okay. And they're not actually good yet, but you're, you're manufacturing them. You're doing ghost productions for them. They're not even, they're saying this tune's by them, but it's been ghost produced. Okay. by someone who can actually produce. And that goes on all over the place as well in other uh, house mm. in, and, and other, un, like, other dance musics as well. Ghost production is a mad one. Okay. So, okay, so it's, it's all, you know. Yeah. Okay. Good advice and insight there as well. But um, we're going to wrap it up now. Yeah, so, yeah. So last of all, is there anyone like you want to shout out or big up? Any name? Um... Uh, that you think help, helped you in your career or oh okay yeah yeah uh, let me think like in drum and bass um, Fat Man D uh, MC Foxy um, the promoters like Breaking Science Random Concept mm-hmm. uh, MC Pressure he gave me my first um, that's the first competition I entered mm-hmm. to get a residency on there okay Rave. so he, he I got to big him up then who else uh, X-Man with his next type events letting new talent have a place yeah. Um, who else? Um, Pure Science. Um, then like the radio stations that give me a chance to go and be mm-hmm. on them, like Rough Tempo, um, yeah. Scoundrel, Origin UK. Um, that's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that's going to help yeah. you. Like no one ever does anything by themselves. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of people who've got to give you those chances. So, so if you've you can, had a lot of support. From, yeah, from, from certain people, you know. So mm-hmm. um, you've got a big, you know, innovation of giving me a good platform. Okay. To perform on after I've gone over there and done competition and whatnot. And um, then, like, being given the chance to show, to do a set. Uh, Harry Shotter um, getting me on his show on Rough Tempo. And that that's how I met the guy who runs Rough Tempo, Scoundrel, mm-hmm. and then getting to eventually have my own show in there yeah um, so you know all, all of these things help you so okay that's good you just got to big up all those people man okay wicked okay so we're gonna wrap it up now thank you for coming on today and then yeah wicked no problem you never get back in the saddle nobody knows your name that day the jackal you got left in the dark can attack all my progress got walls on the mantle peace can't hold back a beat that's mantle cheese and leave it to come back